Welcome to episode 109 of the Premium Edition Games Premium Playcast! It's a whole new beginning with a whole new name. Yeah, so we did a poll, as we said in the New Era episode, in episode 108, uh, that we're going to let everybody vote on what they want the name to be, and everybody chose the Premium Playcast, so... Yep. Should be, should be interesting, and... While we are still Nintendo fans at heart, um, we will play other stuff too, just because that's the nature of the beast, right? Absolutely. We're, we're video game fans first and foremost. Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy, crazy couple weeks. What is it, three weeks now? Yeah, three weeks. Jeez, it's craziness. And I will have to say as a disclaimer, uh, we've had a lot of people reach out to us passionately angrily about some of the updates and I will say that Barry and I both wish well to anybody who decides to do any choices. So we never like to wish ill will upon anybody regardless of situations, right Barry? A hundred percent. We want you know everybody to get along, we want everybody to do well, everybody to succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, we're all share the same globe together. And I will tell you the the uh Premium Edition games will keep rolling on because things are about to get crazy. Like, oh my God, yes. Like Jesus. Like it's just, it's just insane because not only do we have a bunch of updates we're about to talk about because we have some huge updates, but also we have like Series Four coming quick and in a hurry, and then the huge announcement for the summer that's going to happen during the Series Four that we're going to surprise. Like it's, it's awesome. We got some big stuff coming, and it's like, I do everything in the production side ahead of time, so I'm doing all this right now, and it is madness, man. (laughs) People are excited. People have been waiting for Series 4, I think, from the the moment that we ended the Series 3 Direct. (laughs) I think people are ready ready for Series 4. We haven't teased anything from Series 4. That's the craziness. And I will say, there is huge hype behind both titles between both titles there's a giant amount of hype and the thing is is that like we've seen stuff and we're like oh we can't talk about this (laughs) oh yeah and it's like it's huge though it's like people are gonna lose their minds when we announce the games and it's just so cool so cool that we know (laughs) (laughs) that we know we just can't talk about it and then I'm trying, Not yet. And then I'm trying to prevent Barry from teasing a series five game in series yeah. four. So if you want Barry to tease in his script a series five game, make sure that you leave us anchor messages on anchor.org <laughs> and, and yes. tell us. If you I, don't, I will, then I will convince Barry not to. I will say that the, the script is not finished yet. Uh, I began working on it last weekend, but unfortunately I had some some uh, it, you know family issues that prevented yeah. me from finishing yeah, we and both had family issues. Both had family week. issues. That's why back we didn't back record, yeah. Two, two days apart, like it, it, yeah. uncanny. Um, yeah, stuff's uh, crazy. Stuff is beyond crazy. So while it's not done, um, you know, it is it is being worked on, and the original plan was to tease a Series 5 title. And Jeff was like, well, no, we don't need to tease a Series 5 title. We have something else to tease. And I was like, well, I was going to tease both. So as Jeff said, let us know an Anchor. You know, and if enough people can can sway Jeff's hand, yep. I'll I'll be able to keep that in. Otherwise, I'm I'm gonna have to take that tease out. 
Yeah, I mean, I will tell you, if he does the tease, it'll be epic. So, I mean, there is that. But we got a lot already for that Series 4 Direct. It's, there's already a ton. Oh, it's it's packed. It's already um, packed. You, you thought Series 3's was packed. This is even more packed. Um, but but this, this is your call, and we're calling everybody. Make sure to share this. Make sure to tag your gaming friends. Make sure to send them to Anchor and let them know. Because we're not going to post this information um, we're not going to post it anywhere else. We're not going to post in Discord. Hey, leave us an anchor if you want to see this tease. We're not going to post it on social media anywhere. This is a this is a Playcast exclusive. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see that, not only do do it yourself, but let other people know by sharing. Don't don't just say hey, go to anchor and leave this thing. No, share the Playcast and make sure they listen to it because not only does it help us, but it'll also maybe get you a Series Five tease. Yeah, you never know. And, I mean, the thing is, is things are crazy. Um, we got in the hype patch. Um, so we got some premium hype for the unboxing for Series 3. Um, which I recommend to everybody, as you're listening, that you use the Series 1 unboxing in conjunction with the Series 3. And I'll, I'll be showing pictures of that when we do interviews and things of the hype patch. It looks awesome. It's, it's a hype button. It's the Barry hype button. That's what it is. <laughs> premium hype button. A premium um, hype button. Exactly. And so, like, I have a way that I'm going to display it on my jacket, and um, it should be super cool. And, and I'll be putting it somewhere random, because if people press the button, I don't want it to be in an inappropriate spot. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still need to get my, my hype button to put on mine, but I know exactly where it's going to go, and, and it's not a bad spot, but I really hope someone just doesn't walk over and start pushing it. I <laughs> <laughs> you, you're okay. You can do it. <laughs> Only me. Only you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so we got some patches in. That's already a known thing. We got in all the Series 3 patches. But let's do um, some Series 3 updates. So yes. we've been waiting on freight shipping for a long time. Um, and the first two shipments have shown up last week. It is ridiculous. Like, thousands and thousands of items have shown up at our warehouse. So the only things that we're missing, and the website is updated, mind you, with, um, if you just click on Nintendo Switch games, you can see all the status updates. But um, the only thing that we're waiting on is the slipcases for Cathedral and Phenotopia, which they shipped separately. Um, they waited and had to ship them after the, the Chinese New Year or whatever, um, which we had expedited, so they be, should be right behind it very shortly. So they should be showing up like any day over at the um, over at the warehouse. So as soon as those show up, those two games should be good. We're going to try to convince the packaging facility to do Mighty Fight Federation and get those out to those that, you know, just purchased Mighty Fight Federation on its own. Um, and that will be both the standards and the retros because all the retro items also are at the warehouse. Yeah. Everything for Series 3 is at the warehouse except for two slipcases. Ain't it crazy? <laughs> it's insane. Uh, I can't wait for, for people to get their hands on it. Uh, we, we sent out the card orders already. And I did I did actually an unboxing. I didn't post it yet. I did an unboxing for the cards. I'm, I just didn't want to do it too close to my, my Demon's Tier unboxing, which we'll talk about in a bit. Mm-hmm. But seeing the cards now firsthand, they look amazing. Like, oh my god. They came out so well. Because I waited, I waited to do my real-time first see reactions on the video that I did. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait for people to see that. Yeah, 
those, those cards look cool. I'm gonna probably get the back side since it makes a picture. I'm gonna get that framed somehow. That's what I'm thinking about doing too. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, that's super cool. And then, so Series 3 is coming soon. Like, we're we're trying to ship in April, everyone. Trying to ship in April. You know, fingers are crossed. My toes are crossed. Everything's crossed so we can get those shipped out by April. Because we said Q2. That is the very beginning of Q2. Like, that would be amazing if we could get that done. Second quarter. Um, and then that way they're shipped out before Series 4. That's always been the goal. <laughs> Um, and then, so let's back to Series 2. Uh, as you mentioned, Barry, yes. Demon's Tier Plus, Gamers for Gamers Edition. They all showed up. They're all printed. We did a pre-order starting on the 1st, which first. will go down before we do any kind of second chance, though. And, yeah, there's they're freaking ridiculous because we got our first taste of the new slipcases. So let us know, like, how are they, Barry? How are the new slipcases? They are amazing. See, so... For those listening, you know Jeff had seen this this new slipcases. You know, Frank, Josh, Sheena, they all saw it. I hadn't seen it yet, so my first experience was just yesterday when my copy came in of Demon's Tier Plus, which I did the unboxing for. And man, they are so much nicer. Like seeing the videos do not do it justice, and that, that extra foil and the mat, like. It just pops. The colors, the colors are so bright. Uh, I love it. I yeah. really do love it. I mean, it's one of those things where we always said that we're looking to update and upgrade our quality as we can. And we were able to do this and not even sacrifice the cost, which was the best thing. Like, it is craziness. And those are in hand and shipping, so they are available right now at premiumeditiongames.com. Remember that 20% of your purchase does go toward the Gamers for Kids charity. Mm -hmm. um, there is a website, gamersforkids.com, that Josh and Sheena have updated where they show uh, the initiatives we've been doing with setting up game consoles and video games inside homeless uh, communities and things. It's really awesome. It's great to be a part of it. So yeah, we said 20%, which is $10 on these purchases of each copy go toward it. Um, I see that there's sales coming in every day, which is awesome. Um, especially those of you that have already, you know, gotten a copy of Demon's Tear. Thank you for supporting again on the second time. Once it's off our website, uh, Josh and Sheena will have copies um, that they will be selling all across the country at conventions. So you will be able to get a copy, but you may have to hunt it down a little bit. Um, There's also only 1,200 total, and these yeah. are all individually numbered. Yeah. So uh, that's really cool. It's, it's actually printed onto the slipcover. Uh, awesome. It just looks really, really cool. And then the, the, the new dog tag. So for those of you mm. that have seen you know, some of our, our shows that we've done, our interviews, or just when we've done like, the Twitch streaming, uh, Jeff and I have both shown off like, the prototype uh, proof of concepts, uh, the dog tags, but the one that came with Demon's Tear, that that blows the prototypes out of the water. It's just so nice. Well, uh, and I will say, in Series 1 and 2, you know, the the pre-order or the, the bonus, secret bonus that we had was those NES-style dust sleeves, which everybody knows about now. Well, we said that there's going to be a secret pre-order bonus for Series 3. Well, let's spoil it on the, the premium playcast... It's sure. going to be these amazing dog tags, and it won't say, you know, gamers for, for kids on the back or gamers for gamers slash premium. It's going to say premium edition on the back, and it'll be, 
Demon's Tear Plus, and there's a robot named Fight One uh, that should be coming too. And then also a Super Blood Hockey and a Pigeon Dev that we're going to do as a set on the website. And then everybody that pre-orders Series 3 gets a free dog tag in the box. We're going to put it in the shipping box. So that means Phenotopia, Cathedral, and Mighty Fight. Anybody who pre-ordered them, and we're not, and you know, it's just going to be in your shipment with you. It's awesome. So good. Yeah. And, and so that's going to be something going forward that we're going to be doing, which is awesome. Um, that way, we're going to offer the, those four original games as a set on the website at a certain point, probably with like a cool premium edition one as well, like some kind of cool, just like one just for the, the our logo or something cool, maybe a modern retro done right one or something, um, or a Barry's hype button one or something. I, <laughs> I think it'd be really cool to see people at cons wearing, you know, a dog tag chain with our dog tags on it. Like, I think that'd be really cool. I mean, I'll be wearing them at the convention. Yeah, well, we will, but I mean, like, you know, just, you know, the supporters, you know, just be like, hey, you know, I've, I've been collecting them and here I am, you know, sporting it. Uh, I think that'd be really cool. And it's great for the developers because it just gets, you know, their games wild. more exposure. It's going to be wild. And it's just another cool item that we can do. Um, and Josh and Sheena are doing them themselves. So it's super, super fun thing that we're able to do for premium. And so that's an awesome thing. And then the other piece of Series 2 for updates, um, we are still waiting on the shipping to arrive for pre- the uh, deluxe guides for Robot Name Fight Deluxe. Um, it is sitting at the port in California. We're just waiting for it to get uh, through the uh, port is what the customs and then it needs to be loaded on a train and shipped over um the one thing to be cognizant of though is that we are having them checked because we have seen a little bit of shifting of artwork on some of the sleeve the slip cases so if that's an issue the printer has promised us that they will reprint correctly and any of them that have an error and then expedite airship though so there won't be much of a wait but yeah, we need to make sure that we have the perfect items for everyone. So it's it's a robot named Fight Deluxe. It's like the song that never ends. It's like the, <laughs> it's like the, the project that never ends because it's been done since, you know, like last fall. Like, oh, my. I think I think when we can finally say the Deluxe Robot and Sunshine Anthology are out in people's hands, it will be a very good day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just... You know, we can only apologize infinite times so many times, and it's just like everything's out of our hands with this, which is crazy to me. It's like we just want everybody to have this now at this point. And, I mean, they're so good. The the guys look so great, and it's like we just want everybody to have it now. <laughs> like, please let us ship these to you, everyone. It's already paid for. We're just waiting, everyone. <laughs> um, and then the final piece... Um, well, with Robot Name Fight, there'll be a, another surprise coming as well, which we'll probably reveal during our, um, maybe during our Series 4, maybe not. Maybe we'll save for something else. Um, there is another surprise with Robot Name Fight, isn't there, Barry? I'm trying to think if it's the one that we've already talked about here. No. Once. Mm-mm. Oh. We have not. Um, you know what it is, though. But, um... And then the other thing that we're going to be doing is is we have found a way to cut shipping prices down. So when Series 4 goes live, we're going to be able to cut our shipping prices down for all shipments from Series 4 on. 
um, will be able to offer uh, more affordable international shipping. We're talking way more affordable, like a third of the price. So we should be like competitive with everybody else now, which is awesome. And that's a huge thanks to Josh and Sheena for figuring that out. Um, mm-hmm. And we're going to be doing a little bit more, um, you know, in-house when it comes to shipping. But that also allows us to do stuff like adding an awesome dog tag into shipments and things without having to spend any extra money. So it's going to be cool. Um, and that also means that we could get some premium uh, game nights where we're uh, packing up stuff and having uh, libations and playing video games. So that'll be fun, too. <laughs> but yeah, man, we got awesome updates. Always crazy stuff going on, right? It, it really is. This is, this is an exciting time of the... Uh... This this exciting time for premium because on top of all this, so we've already covered, you know, series two. We've mm-hmm. covered series three updates. Mm-hmm. We've covered series four direct coming. Mm-hmm. We've even covered possibly teasing series five. That doesn't mean that's everything, and it doesn't mean like we're just sitting there mm-hmm. going, "Well, we're waiting." Mm-hmm. We're still meeting with developers. Mm-hmm. We're still testing games. Mm-hmm. We're still signing new stuff and, and <laughs> making making you know a cool type of schedule going forward oh uh, we're gosh. doing really cool stuff for all of you and we We've can't only wait to talk about that. switch <laughs> we, we, there's so much going on we only talked about one console that's what's the best part and there's your hint um but like there's some crazy stuff coming um who's to say when and where and what is happening but you know it is crazy. It, we are super busy, and it's the best time to be busy. It's great. Um, yeah, and like, like, plus we have books, and the books showed up, and then we got to get them to our new, you know, warehouse facility, which is how we're going to do our expedite shipping. So now we're waiting for those to show up there. So like, they were supposed to be already delivered like two weeks ago. And we're like waiting for them to just forward over. And that's the Switch Collector Volume 1 and Volume 2, as well as the Perfect Punch-Out. All those have, they're like literally sitting in Texas. They just need to get out to where our new warehouse is. And then we're going to ship out to all Kickstarter backers, all pre-orders on the website. Like lots and lots of books are going out. And that's awesome. And that's also another piece that has to go out. And we have more books coming. It's like... It's craziness. I don't think I ever can sleep, man. <laughs> sleep? What's that? No, it's, it's weird, though, because, like, yesterday I took a, a mental break day and for a while, and, like, I felt like I was slacking. But the thing was is the day before, I, I finished a full instruction manual on a Series 4 game. I finished... I started templating and getting together all of the mock-ups for the Series 4 Direct, and then today I finished all the cards, which you saw today, Barry. All the cards for mm-hmm. Series 4 pre-orders for the website and for the Direct. Um, missing one art piece. But I'm also getting art in for other things, the super secret thing we're going to launch in Series 4 Direct. I'm getting art pieces for that. I'm working on actual game design, which is part of that surprise. <laughs> so FYI, we always said we like the goal for premium is to become a third party publisher. Well, that's in alignment with the super secret reveal is that we are getting into that realm. Like, which is crazy, man. Like like bucket list, dream, however you wanna label it, Barry. Like it's like this is the time where premium starts to, to get fun, right? It gets crazy. 
What do you mean starts to get fun? I've been having fun since day one. <laughs> well, it's getting crazy complex. <laughs> crazy, for sure. I'm going to start crossing my absolutely. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's just a lot of, you know... I, you know, irons in the fire, and there's a lot of cool stuff that we're doing, and and we none of it would be possible without a our amazing team of just everybody on the team is just mm-hmm. fantastic, and then of course all our amazing supporters, uh, you listening to this right now, and everybody who has supported us, whether they purchased every game from us or just even one game, or if they just shared it, mm-hmm. or just came by a booth and just said hi, uh, we wouldn't been able to done any of this without all of you. So thank you. Well, and I think, Barry, what we should do, since we are now the premium playcast, is in future episodes, maybe every week, we grab on a new team member, because we have a lot of new team members. We have a lot of awesome people that are part of the premium team. I know Josh and Sheena, Gamers for Gamers, have said they wanted to come on. Um, I know Frank wants to come on more, because he just is crazy. And I figure we could do that, like do an interview piece. So we'll do like our updates like we're doing, then we'll call them and bring them on, and we'll do a second part to an episode in the future. And Bert, yeah, we need to start doing that because we got a lot of people on there um, that are part of the team now, and it's awesome. Like we got crazy people on the team. There's some people out there that are like awesome, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's so funny because you know when you when you think about like a working environment, uh, whether it be hobby or work, it doesn't matter. Just a working environment. Usually, you know, you're thinking about getting everything done and just maybe going home. Uh, to your family and just that's like the nine to five standard thing but we don't have a set schedule uh you know as it is right now is the time of recording it's 706 p.m so there's past the five um but we we just have such passionate members in our team base that we're always communicating just yesterday morning i was woken up by my wife poking me saying I'm getting a phone call, and I looked over, and it was one of our team members just calling to be like, hey, I got some ideas. I'm just trying to run a buy you right now. And <laughs> it wasn't me. Was, it wasn't you. But he was so excited, and I didn't have the phone on speaker. He was just so excited that my wife was able to hear every word from him because he was just energetic, and, and it was infectious. And like I had just woken up, and I was like, all right, I'm ready to go run a marathon now. Like Let's go. They woke we up, Barry, at the crack of noon. and It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, wasn't noon, but but it, but it was like that's, that's the kind of energy we love and yeah. it's great and that's what our team brings it's craziness and it's fun and it's exactly what we're looking into for for new members of the team at all times i mean i know people from the even listen to the playcast have messaged us before and you never know we're always <laughs> looking to expand you never know if you might fit into the premium team you just got to have a lot of passion and that's that's something too where if you feel that you're listening to this and say, hey, I'd love to be a part of the team. I can bring X, Y, and Z to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, just have to reach out and let us know. And if you'll be a good fit and we could, you know, we could find a spot for you, then absolutely. Because, you know, we're we're learning as we go. I mean, we've, we've got a lot of experience under our belt now, but n- we're nothing compared to what other companies have. And we're always learning every day. We're learning new processes and new, new formats and, and just how to do things and how to do them better. And, uh, you know, that's why we always ask for patience. But absolutely, if that's something where you say, hey, I could do this or I could help with this or I'd love to do like reach out, let us know. And, you know, maybe we can make something happen. And we're even talking normal business things like we're looking for like anything. So just think about it. It's always fun and it is crazy. You just got to be insane like we are. It's, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. And it, it could be something, you know, very, very basic or it could be something 
astronomically out there. And this is something that I've told everybody that is that has ever joined us when they ask about like time commitment and stuff like that. I've always said, look, I said you can put in as much or as little as you want. Mm-hmm. I said, but your drive is what's important. And if you put in more, you get to do more. And if you say oh, I was going to do one little thing and that's it, that's fine. But that's all you're going to do. <laughs> like, yeah, we like got we, a few. We got a few team members that like disappear off the face of the earth for a while and then they pop back up. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And we have some that are just you know commission too. So we got like yep. I mean like Paul Niemeyer does our art artwork. Like he's not on the team, but he you know comes around and he'll commission do some awesome art, and then he'll go do his other. He had million art other art projects that he does, and then he'll come back back and do another art piece for us. Which I know I'm talking with him about doing a a new art piece for a future Ooh. series. Yeah. So, but he gets really busy, so he can't be a part of every game, unfortunately. That would be awesome if he could. Oh yeah, but I mean, we got also got Justin Seabolt and Nick Cuddleston, and you know a bunch of other artists that are awesome. And we've used Justin and Nick multiple times. I mean, hell, Nick's working on a new piece for us right now. <laughs> Which and is- Nick, and Nick, I like how Nick shared the um, Cathedral Retro, and so many people are like, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" And it is, it's an amazing mm-hmm. piece. But it was just. It, it's so interesting to see people who've never heard of Cathedral or never heard of us, and they're just friends with Nick, or, and they're just seeing this now. And it's like, yeah, there's there's a lot of cool stuff, a lot of people we haven't reached yet, and uh, everyone that that discovers us, we get the same thing. That looks amazing. That's awesome, and we love to hear it. We just want want more of that. The funniest thing was is um, Paul Niemeyer messaged me. He's like, well, where's my art at? <laughs> I said, Paul, yours is on the slipcase. Like, his is on the retro box. He's like, oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you forgot which version you do? Like, <laughs> it's so funny, though. I mean, I think he really liked the uh, Nick's piece. And that's actually his art piece. Nick's is on, right next to Paul's Robot Name Fight, his cathedral piece is right next to it on my Nintendo Switch kiosk marquee that I made. Because I have, I got Paul's, I got Nick. I have the awesome Phenotopia piece for the retro box, and then the Sunshine Manor Graham Humphreys piece on there. That's what my um, my marquee is for my Switch kiosk, which is great. And it's just like really, really cool that we're getting all these art pieces to be part of the you know library of the Switch. And to me, it feels like back in the day in the 8-bit and 16-bit eras where you would have amazing artists do pieces. Mm-hmm. Speaking of back in the day in 8-bit era, do you remember when you would buy like an NES game and you would open it up and there would be a folder or a poster in there and it was folded up and you unfolded it and mm-hmm. like on one side was just ads for a bunch of different games and it'd be like a screenshot of each individual game and it'd be like 20 games or 30 games on the poster. Yeah. Uh, that soon we're going to be what your marquee is going to have to be like with just all the premium games. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I... I mean, I have f- three different games because I fight on both. But on my first marquee that I did, I had different games on there. Yeah. So yeah, you don't put every game on there. But <laughs> and, and by the way, I absolutely loathe folded up posters inside oh, of a yeah. inside of a box. So I don't foresee us doing that anytime soon. Oh, no, um, folding up a poster or a newsletter is just tacky to me. I don't know. Well, I agree, but that, I that's just, how they did it back then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for us, we'll just make a Super Nintendo-sized manual or something. Give you a little booklet. It'd be kind of cool. But I've seen some companies do, like, bifolds, trifolds, things like that. That's fine. It's just the um, folding it, because then you are you always have a crease on your poster. It's like, ugh. It's gross. Sometimes that's the only way to do it, unfortunately. 
Yeah, not a fan though. Um, so should we talk about um a game that we were playing from a developer? Yeah, yeah. So we can talk about well, the <clears throat> quizzential game of the episode. Yeah. Uh, Even which... though it won't be the marquee picture, because the marquee picture is a different game that we're going to talk about later. <laughs> but the uh, game is Skate Master Checo. Uh, this is all on the Switch. It came out October 8th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, this game, uh, the publisher actually was East Asia Soft. But the it's a like an NES style, almost feels like a little bit like an Adventure Island um, game where you're on a skateboard the whole time, jumping and platforming and, and grabbing money and you know avoiding enemies and jumping on them. Uh, and it has the ability to play any level in any order, a la Mega Man, which is kind of cool. So it lets you, you know, if you get stuck on one level, you could always go to another one. Uh, this is also part of a series. So this is the first game in the series. The second one is uh, called Checo in the Castle of Lucio, and the third one is being uh, worked on right now. When so, was Skate Master uh, released? Uh, Skate Master was released October 8th of 2020. Okay, because um, the Checo or Checo in the Castle of Lucio was released in like 2017 or earlier. Oh, maybe this is the second one then. Yeah, it was, it was an NES homebrew. Um, that was released a long, long time ago. Reason why I know is because it was covered in my NES homebrew book, <laughs> ah, <okay>. so, <laughs> like so five years ago. So, <laughs> but like, that's why I was like, man, because I, I knew this game, but they—he's also like the um, oh, let's see, how do you spell it again? T T C H E C O. It's uh created by Marcelo Barbosa is the um the graphical artist. And Lucas Core is a Polish uh, game programmer who uh, worked on the um, the game, but essentially, like the game is is ridiculous, like it is yeah. so good. So what did you, what did you think of Skate Master? Um, so the game itself is a very simplistic style uh, platformer. Kind of reminds me of um, I don't know if you ever played Super Back to the Future Two. Yeah, um, yeah, the, the Japanese version. Where you're on a hoverboard as Marty McFly the whole time. Well, this one you're on a skateboard the whole time. So, like, or like um, TNC Surf Designs, we're playing the skate version. The Wooden Water Ranger playing the skate yeah. version. You're always on a skateboard. It always feels it feels a little floaty, even though it's very um, tight for the controls. Um, and the graphics do have a very basic aesthetic to them. It's why you were saying it feels like an NES game almost, but still, yeah. it's beyond the palette of an NES. But yeah, it absolutely feels like a retro-style game. Um, very simplistic, go from you know point A to point B on every stage, and then once you finish the stage, you move on to the next stage. Um, I think you share like one, or you do like one full like set of lives, and then it's game over, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very... Very old school in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this. I didn't know what to expect, but I love the original Adventure Island and, uh, you know, the original Wonder Boy. And this had that kind of vibe to it, which I liked. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I tried, like, I did the first stage, and then I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to try a harder stage because each stage has, like, a different difficulty rating. Yeah. So I was like, let me try a harder stage, like, because I can. And I, of course, I I got my butt kicked. Well, but, and you get to choose the stages just like yeah. Man. Yeah, I know, which is fantastic. Which is fun. I, I like that because I was like, all right, this I'm clearly not on the skill level to do this stage, <laughs> so I had to go back and play another stage. But you know, I don't I don't know how long overall the game is because the stages are are decent lengths. 
but they're auto, you know, because you're you're constantly moving. Mm-hmm. Um, the boss but, battles were fun. I mean, they all have like a little bit of a pattern to them as you're as you're fighting the bosses, and they're decently sized. Um, it absolutely feels like NES though. Like it really does. Um, it just has extra colors in there, which is very appreciated. And I mean, the thing is though, is I would 100% recommend it if you like old school NES games. Um, it's very, I mean, what's the price for it right now? It's four ninety nine. So it's like a $5 game, which is pretty affordable. Um, yes. if you're waiting for sales, wait for sales, but it's worth, um, it's worth checking out. Cause you know, this big chin guy who looks kind of like Takaishi Menji, like, like kind of looks like him. I think that's what they're trying to create here is their own little Hudson, you know, mascot. With yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that uh, you know there's a, there's a good amount of bang for your buck with it, and if this is the style of game you enjoy, if you if you enjoy the arcadey, you know, classic arcadey games with you know some platforming elements and some challenge, uh, I definitely think it's something you should check out. Uh, if you know five dollars, if you feel is too much, uh, wait for a sale. But uh, there's a lot of fun to be had. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh super fun game i'm actually um on our current card that i created for our recording i didn't add skate master on it and i'm going to now i'm going to add a a little sprite of him (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to add a sprite of the master of skate and now i i don't know if the other games are on the switch or not but Mm. it's uh but if It's it's you know I did I did play uh, Castle Lucio as well I played on Steam yeah. uh, because I was like I was like oh let me go back and play you know the other game and that's interesting too because it's a uh, that one's like a one screen game where you have to get a key each room you have to get a key and avoid obstacles and once you get the key you go to the door and it progressively oh. gets harder and harder and you get you have a life bar so if you get hit you can still keep going and when you die you go back to the start uh you know all the way back at level one so hopefully you, you go a little further each and every time uh also feels very nes style but i had a lot of fun with that one too because it was it was a completely different gameplay than skate master really? uh, so i'm interested to see what the like, third what, game brings what was what would you uh, compare the the genre to for the <sighs> i it's, it's platforming platforming puzzle almost like cause some some levels it's really easy to figure out how to get the key other times you need to do precise platforming to figure out how to get there and of, of course avoid getting hit um it almost feels some levels feel almost like a little bit of a classic castlevania not not like the metroidvania but like classic castlevania one uh levels where it's like you know you get the bats and stuff and you're trying to you know dodge them but it's not side scrolling it's one screen okay if that makes any sense Oh yeah. So now we got Skate Master on our our big screen for the icon too. So everybody that looks at it now, be like, oh, he's always been on the the picture. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, though, cool game. Um, definitely um, would be awesome if they would do like a, a what I don't even know how to say it to Seiko Checo Checo, however you say it, a collection. Um, and then you know that would be cool to do physically. It would be like do the the full collection of all those type of games. I think that'd be a, a killer collection. Yeah, that's uh that that definitely would be. I don't know if uh cuz East Asia Soft published Skate Master. I don't know if East Asia Soft uh has done any of the other ones or not. Mm-mm. But either way though, a super cool game definitely worth checking out. Absolutely. Awesome. So, um so should we talk about what we've been playing? 
Yeah, why not? Talk about what we've been playing. So we've been, it's been three weeks. So I played some stuff that I probably forgot a lot of the details. Um, but um, the one main game which we have on the main um, icon, the main screen, um, is a game called Chasm, which I had no clue how much I would love this game. So Chasm was um, physically published by Old Limited Run um, a long time ago and is a Metroidvania-style game with amazing 16-32-bit to 32-bit, uh, pixel graphics. Uh, you kind of jump into the chasms from the, the big overworld, and then as you go into each like section, you uh, unlock more and more abilities to be able to go further into different chasms. And then you'll get like a, a newer ability, and you'll remember that there's a spot that you can now jump into or get through or di- like slide under or do extra items. I mean, it's just like Metroid style. And it is so polished. I did not even... Nobody talked about Chasm. Like, like it might have been one of those where it was talked about the first week it came out. And then nobody talked about it. Like, I have forgot that I had this game. And I just looked over at it. I was like, oh, let me, let me play this game. And then it turns out, like, I was obsessed with it for, like, two weeks. Like, what the Damn. heck? What the heck? It pulled me away from uh, Elden Ring. Like, what the heck, man? <laughs> so we could talk about that later too um but yeah it was it's a really cool game lots of replayability i kept going down and around levels uh and as you do that you grind so then you can unlock more and buy more weapons higher powered weapons there's lots of different depth to it when it comes to magical abilities which kind of remind me of castlevania where you're like throwing a axe or something it's kind of like that and so you you can upgrade those, you can upgrade your weapons, you can upgrade your shields, like you can do lots of awesome stuff. And I think right now I just need to go deeper into the chasm in order to play more. But I got sidetracked by other stuff because, you know, when you had the family time, the family time that happened to both of us, like the, the issues and things, I always wanted to play some mindless stuff. But yes. uh, what have you been playing, Barry? Like, I'll let you go now. Uh, my main game that I played, I should say, was, you know, all this hype with uh, Horizon Forbidden West was coming out, and oh people were talking about it, how good it was, and, you know, I was I was kind of feeling like, it's been a while since I've done an open world game. You know, I did Pokemon Legends, which is like a pseudo open world, but I was like, uh, maybe I'll get back into it, but I never finished the first game, and I played the first game back in 2017 when it came out. But I never finished it, and I was like, "Well, if I want to play this, the new one, I should go back and play the old one." So I had, which I had think a, you some, talked about in one hundred and eight. Yeah, so so I did. I started it. Yeah, I just started going back into that. So I went through, and this time I actually completed it. Uh, I also did the Frozen Norths, which was the DLC because I got the the complete edition, which is all on the disc, which is great the way it should be. Uh, so I got to do, and I was like, oh, I'm only gonna do a little bit of the Frozen North. I just want to go up there, and then I got hooked into that storyline and and explored that area. And that's a pretty decent sized chunk. I was surprised how big it was, um, but I managed to finally finish it. And I will say the. Ending of the first game is pretty damn anticlimactic. Like, there's a big final thing, and it's like all crazy, and then afterwards it's just kind of like, oh yeah, you won. <laughs> it, it was very, very big really? build up, very little payoff. I feel. Um, I expected a little more, but that's okay. I did enjoy the story. I did enjoy the experience, 
but I didn't want to jump right into Forbidden West. So I did do a different game instead. But first, what else have you been playing? Go back to you. Yeah, so, I mean, I definitely need to go back and, and play the first Horizon. Um, I know I played the original for my classic one sit-down, and I never went back. Um, that's like my MO. I always do that shit. I don't know why, but... Nah. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's just literally, I'd like Chasm. I would love to go back to it, but what are the chances that I'm actually going to do it? Who's to say? <laughs> like, it's just, I never end up getting back. Um, but yeah, so another game that I have uh, played, uh, which I put in the title. Um, so have you, did you uh, see the uh, stuff behind Grand Theft Auto 5 recently? Uh, I've heard something about like it loads faster on PlayStation Five versus Four. Yeah, so so you have to do this upgrade, but there's a big issue because my my wife's the one who's playing Grand Theft Auto Five. I haven't been allowed to play it on the PS4 or PS5 because it's hers, um, and she never played a single player. She only plays multiplayer. But here's the thing: from a multiplayer perspective, she created her own like little gang called the Ass Clowns, and <laughs> she's been the mob boss forever. She's over level three hundred, like crazy crazy mob boss and some of her team members don't have a ps5 some do have a ps5 well if you upgrade online to the new version you can't play with ps4 players that's stupid yep you can only play with the upgraded enhanced players that it probably messes with the lag i don't know it messes with something so i don't know if she's upgraded yet even though she paid for it because she would lose access to some of her you know, team members that are haven't been able to find a PS5 yet. Like, literally, like, two of them just haven't found one yet. They want to buy one. So, it's so wild. Um, you know, that almost seems really lazy, considering Final Fantasy fourteen. you could play PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and PC, no problem. Well, yeah, and I think that those are all just different ports, whereas this is an enhanced edition, so this is, like, a different version is what they're claiming. Um, it's a bad, lame excuse, in my opinion. Um, but they should just offer, you know, cross-platform playability because Minecraft does it. Especially because PlayStation Fives aren't available, so it's not even like I don't want you don't want to pay us extra money. And so I want to pay you extra money. It is just nothing to buy. Yeah, exactly. They just can't upgrade it, and it's weird. So yeah, so that was the Grand Theft Auto. But I mentioned, you know, we had some family issues going on, and I just want to play something mindless. So I popped in the GTA trilogy in my Switch, um, and this was an ordeal, Barry. This was an ordeal. <laughs> did, did you have to do an update? <laughs> Maybe. So so you pop it in. It's a multi-application card with uh, three games. So you have Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. And I'm like, well, my bread and butter favorite of all time was always Vice City. So I just went to update Vice City. And you have to update it. Um, it was a 4.1 gigabyte update. And as many games as we play and test, I had to delete a lot in order to make up oh, that, yeah. that 4.1. Imagine. Yeah. So that was the first piece. So I took forever. So I just put it down and like hours later or whatever, I just went back to it. Um, used that time to play another system that we'll talk about <laughs> that we chatted about before, but we'll talk about on the playcast. Um, new system that I got. Um, but anyways, played and then I popped in and when I finally played Grand Theft Auto Vice City, all the complaints I saw online about how crappy it was on the Switch, I had no issues. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if it's all with the updates or if it's just that I'm very generous when I'm playing it. Um, I only played in handheld mode, 
And, I mean, sure, there might have been a little bit of pop in here or there or whatever, but that's how it was on the PS2. Like, I mean, I was playing it. It was smooth. I had no issues. I wasn't, like, crashing unknowingly. I was able to beat all of the different missions, like, the first time, running around just doing crazy stuff, um, running from the cops, collecting packages, going through and killing people, running over people with a car, killing people with a hammer. (laughs) <laughs> like, like just doing crazy Grand Theft Auto Vice City stuff, and I had no issues with it. So, um, I think that people are pretty critical when it comes to like the frames per second and all that stuff. But like, I am a retro gamer, and I just enjoy a game for what it is. And the and you know, Vice City was great. Um, I haven't played the other two because I am not deleting every single game on my damn Switch to play them. <laughs> but Vice City, fun. I played through probably about. A dozen, maybe two dozen missions. Um, yeah, I played it a couple different settings, but absolutely a great, uh, great experience on the Switch. Worth having if you have a little space on your card um, to be able to download the update. Nice, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that update fixed a lot of things because mm-hmm. uh, some of the stuff I saw, the pictures and videos, was really rough. And I think maybe too, people were like looking for stuff to capture out of context too. It could have been. Yeah, because, I mean, at the beginning, I saw some pop-up. And then after that, when I'm playing the game, no issues. So, I'm not sure. Um, I do know that they fixed a lot of textures and stuff from what I was seeing from the videos throughout the, like, months that it's been out or a month that it's been out. But, like, i playing it now, no issues. And it's probably good that we're not uh, early adopters on every game. Because <laughs> we get to get, a, like, a more preferred version. It's like what everybody was saying about um, Cyberpunk. And, like, now I got to play it because it's, like, perfect. Whereas when everybody played at the beginning, they're all disappointed. But if you play it now, it's, like, a perfect experience. So, like, eventually I'm going to play it on the PS5, play the best version of it. But um, I, I just wish they would release updated physicals with all that stuff. Yeah, they probably will. And that's the version I'll get because I'm in no hurry to play modern stuff. But, yeah, I mean, that Vice City is like my bread and butter, man. It's just so fun, so mindless. Like, that'll stay in my travel case when I go to conventions, and I'll just play some Vice City while I'm sitting on the airplane. Like, just happy to have it. Um, I'm not sure if it installs any space for 3 or San Andreas on the card alone. I don't think it does. Um, but, yeah, because I'm not, I'm not going to install either of those games until I beat Vice City, which may never happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, and I might go back to three. I might, I might, I've actually never beaten San Andreas. I've never played it more than, like, one setting. That's when that set, you know, sitting started was between when Vice City was released and San Andreas. I stopped being able to have time to complete games. So that was how long ago that started, by the way. It's a path, evil path. Evil path. So, yeah, evil path. PS2, PS2 era. Yeah, it was like between right around when Final Fantasy X came out. Because I remember 12, I played it, loved it in one setting, two settings. Um, wow, that's a big game to do in that few settings. No, like I played it for one or two settings and never went back to it. Oh, I thought you beat it in one no, or two settings. I'm like, holy no, no. crap. <laughs> now, some of those games I used to do that and I would just play all night and not sleep and all that. Um, but then I started doing all my different projects. So that kind of started <laughs> started having fun doing hobby stuff which took over my gaming time which is a good problem to have but so what else have you been playing bear uh so yeah when i finished horizon uh mm. th- this is a very very crazy time period because there's three big games all coming out Jesus. uh within a week of each other 
literally a week. It was this yeah. past Friday and this Friday and Tuesday in between. Um, and uh, obviously next this upcoming Friday is Kirby, yeah. and this Tuesday is Rune Factory Five, and then Friday mm. uh, Stranger of Paradise came out, Final Fantasy Origins. So mm. I downloaded the demo because it's one of my favorite demos where it carries over. I played the the first demo, the Stranger of Paradise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get to do the first three missions, and that was carries that on over. Steam or Switch? Uh, PS5. PS5. It's on Switch. Sweet. Yeah, so I downloaded the demo, did the first three missions. Uh, and then you know the, my copy came, so I was able to continue. And I like what they're doing because they're they're kind of like retelling Final Fantasy One story in a very unique way. And I'm sure there's something like for those that have probably have beaten it already, go like, oh well, they're doing something completely different. I don't know about that yet. Is it what a traditional I do, RPG or how does it play? No, it plays. Uh, it's an action RPG. <clears throat> so like so Final re- Fantasy Seven. Uh, like Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Yeah. Um. But Ooh. but it has you have skill trees and you get different jobs and like because well, like take... outside of you talking about this last episode like I haven't even went to it and I'm super interested in it so sell me on it Barry. You well so you get like you can get like you start out like, as a marauder and then you could upgrade to a warrior you could upgrade to paladin there's, there's like huh. 28 different jobs that you could choose which ones you like and which ones you enjoy. Um, they all play differently. They all use different weapons and some jobs can use multiple weapons. Um, and you can mix and match certain skills. So, like, you could take um, dual list, or which is you know dual wielding knives, which eventually becomes like a thief or a ninja. But you can learn a venom skill, so you can put poison on your blades, and then you could switch to warrior and use that ability and put poison on your axe. And sort of not even it. hear about this game outside of you talking about it. Like, this game looks awesome. I'm looking at screenshots. Like, wow. yeah, it's a Tecmo Koi uh, team and it's ninja. A physical. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm like, my head must be in a damn hole. I love it. Like, you even talked about it, and I still didn't get the game. And what's really interesting is they, oh each level um, is an incorporation and inspiration from every other Final Fantasy. So, for example, um, in the original Final Fantasy, you go to the second town, and you need to get the ship, if you remember. In order to get the ship, you had to beat the pirates to get the ship. And uh, it was like the first real challenging battle of Final Fantasy 1, especially in the NES, because you had to fight nine pirates. It was the most amount of enemies at once you could fight. Uh, very overwhelming. But once you did it, you got rewarded with the ship. Well, in this, you need to go fight the pirate captain. So in order to find the pirate captain, instead of him being in the town, you have to go to his lair. And his lair, if you read the description, it specifically says, you know, in an area around Dimension 14, and what they did is they put the pirate layer in a level that was inspired by the Sestasha dungeon from Final Fantasy fourteen. And <laughs> and the music and stuff. And that each level has is based on a different dimension, as they call it, which is another Final Fantasy game. So every Final Fantasy game gets represented uh, that way, or at least I believe everyone gets representation. And I think that's so cool because it's it's like paying homage to the entire series that you know, it's grown into at the same time doing something different and doing a new version of telling Final Fantasy One story. Uh, you know, and it, it's just so cool. And uh, my 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 biggest complaint about it is the fact that you have the four warriors of light and you only get three people on your team at a time, so you have to choose who sits out. But everyone levels That's up. That's weird. 
Yeah, it's a minor thing. Uh, everyone will level up as you fight. You also get two jobs at a time to equip. So you can level them all up, but you get two at a time and you could switch with a button. So you could have a mage and you could be casting, you know, spells and then switch to, you know, paladin and start attacking. Or you could do like samurai and be, you know, mid combo and switch to a warrior and take your, your great katana switches to a great axe and you start beating the enemy with that instead. Um, you could just switch on the fly it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of secrets in the stages, the hidden hidden items, a lot of gear. Uh, I highly recommend that you, there's like an auto equip best. Uh, I've been using that because it's crazy to try and put on the best gear because you're going to get like a hundred pieces of each armor slot. And uh, you know, if you want to look through it, there's no real sort function, so you might be there for a while. Yeah. So I just hit one button to auto equip, and and I've been having no problem. I have been playing on the easiest mode, casual, um, because I want to experience the story and just have fun with it. But there are harder difficulties, of course. Uh, you could also grab projectiles. So like, if an enemy casts fire on you, you if you do a special block in time, you can not only block it, but then you can push another button and launch the fire right back at them. And it, <laughs> and, and, or you could hold it for a little bit and launch wow. it at a different enemy. Uh, so it it's a lot of fun. Ridiculous. It is. It's, ri- it's ridiculous. It's Team Ninja. So yeah. if you like Team Ninja games, it's ridiculous. But it's just like it's so funny that the marketing, like they must have marketed the hell out of it, and I just missed it. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. Like yeah, but my head's been in a hole. No, Switch couldn't run it. But like it's just like I caught the other big games. I just didn't catch that one, except for you mentioning it. And then it's like I didn't click to me that it's Final Fantasy VII remake, which I definitely beat the other like last year or whatever. So it's like now I gotta gotta play final fantasy origins and beat that one so that might be the next game that i play on modern consoles who knows yeah i'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it uh the reviews have been overall positive uh, and you could you could also play with friends so yeah. i've been doing solo but you could actually have fun. you know friends join together and you could have three people team up and do a mission together it's ridiculousness craziness so um so one of the games that we talked about you said the big three well elden ring is the thing um, I definitely hadn't played much more after we recorded, but I did end up beating that first boss. Oh, um, nice. The next day I went back and played, beat that first boss. Um, I didn't get these, there was like a the very first boss. There's like some mission you can go on to get this item or relic that will crush him a few times to take down his health. I never found that because I, <laughs> I knew that it existed, but I also, I don't use tutorials so i just ran around did a bunch of stuff i apparently leveled up insane i got these sword made of swords which is apparently hard to get because the boss is ridiculous i bought i fought like multiple bosses before i fought that guy um when i went there i crushed him like in seconds i was like oh (laughs) i must have went too far okay you were op (laughs) i must have went too far um but that does show me though that if i continually grind and and level up and get stronger that any boss that I come to is going to be easy. There was like this one spot where I teleported and I went over this like bridge and all of a sudden this giant boss that looked like something out of Attack on Titan got up and attacked me one time and, and crushed me. Like went woof and just destroyed Whoops. me. And I was like, oh, gotta run away. So I just ran over, grabbed my runes, which are my souls, and ran away and saved. And um, I haven't really went too much further after that because again, you know, sidetracked with more games mm-hmm. but 
Um, I have enjoyed my time with Elden Ring. It's way more approachable than any Dark Souls game. I never played Bloodborne, but I did play the first couple Dark Souls as well as Demon Souls back in the day, back in the day, not the new one. Um, but it is very approachable because it's open world. Um, just lets you like slowly grind and get better. So super fun. I enjoyed it. Did you have any time to play any, or have you not went down that demon either? <sighs> See, I, I mean, I got it because I've heard all, all these good mm -hmm. things, and I was doing Horizon, and I was like, well, it's Horizon, Horizon 2, and then Elden Ring, and they're all open world, and they're different mm -hmm. open worlds, yeah, yeah. but when I, when I did Horizon, I knew I needed a break from open world, so I'm doing Stranger mm -hmm. Paradise, but nice. then, of course, like I said, Rune Factory and Kirby are coming out, so I might do those before going back to Horizon, I don't know. Did we'll you see. play the Kirby demo? No, I did not. I did play the Kirby demo, and it is a fun little 3D Kirby game. It literally, like, if you take a 2D Kirby and put it into 3D, better than Kirby 64, you put it in 3D, um, that's what it plays like. It's super easy, super fun. You get to mix and match your different power-ups. I mean, they, they translated it perfectly. I'm just disappointed that it doesn't carry over. But they do give you two codes to input in the real game to unlock some stuff. So yeah, I'm waiting for the the real thing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know, but... other big things happened, like the Mario Kart 8 uh, DLC first <laughs> round came out, but I haven't even played that yet. I, I, I'm not going to play any of that. I saw a video on it. Looks like the updates are pretty fun. There's eight new tracks. Um, they updated a bunch of them. Some of them are from, and it makes sense why they did this update now because the um, the cell phone game. Mm -hmm. um, had a lot of updated tracks. So they literally are just porting those over to the Switch now. So it makes sense that like, it was super affordable for them just to port those games over to the uh, the Switch version. So that Which is great makes sense. I play Mario Kart Tour every single day. I love Mario Kart yeah. Tour. So you'll be I think familiar. it's great. Yeah. yeah. I so do not have time it's... to play every single day games. Um, they give me anxiety because I don't have the time to do it. Oh, no, I, I sometimes will just do a race or two a day. Like, like, And each race in, in that is only two laps. So it's over, and some, some are over in less than a minute or just yeah. a minute. Yep, don't have the time. <laughs> like, I couldn't even do that one little puzzle, word puzzle game that everybody's doing. It's like, now nope, A wordle? <laughs> and there's that. There's the um, Mega Man X Dive, which is I played a couple, like, one weekend, and I was like, nope, can't do that because I will literally play it every day. And it's like... I did not touch it. My, my thing is, it was just like I was saying when I took, you know, the mental break yesterday from premium. Like, I, yeah, I would definitely not get anything done, and I got to. There's a lot that I have to do, unfortunately. Yeah. So I can't afford to do that. Like, I play games on the weekend. Um, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. So There's too yeah. many games. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still not sure if I'm going to buy Rune Factory 5 because we played 4 for the Playcast, and I thought it was okay. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, again, though, huge games, man. Don't have time. It's like, I'll probably buy it and then just leave it for a time when I... Am only doing premium and not working another job on top of it sixty hours a week. <laughs> yeah, I figured I I want to do Rean Factory Five, but I'll probably do it after Kirby because I really want to sink sink into Stranger of Paradise and I haven't had much time to yeah. play through that. If I finish Stranger of Paradise before Kirby comes out, I might do Rean Factory Five. Otherwise, I'll do Kirby first and then Rune. Yeah. Um. So something else I alluded to was another console that I got in. Yes. Um, so I got in the Egret 2 Mini, um, and this is one where I actually called Barry, and I'm like, this game, this console technically meets your category of a handheld with interchangeable cartridges, even though it barely, almost 
kind of slightly <laughs> does. Like, it, it's the very base minimum. So, the interesting thing is, so I bought this one online. I think I bought it on a Japanese website where I had to, like, do some craziness of, uh, you know, different shipping things where you have to use, like, a shipping forwarder and things mm-hmm. on the website. Um, but I got straight from Japan. It came in an outward white box in all Japanese writing. Super cool. You open it up. And it has the, I got the one with all the purple on it. And I mean, I love candy cabs from Japan. So getting the, the old uh, Astro City Arcade from Sega was an awesome one. And then getting this Egret Mini. And they're almost the same size. The Egret 2 is a little bit bigger. Um, but it has a crap ton of games on it. The coolest thing, though, is that you press into the screen and you can pivot it. And move it to mm-hmm. tape mode and not from tape mode. And also on the bottom, there's a little dial, and it goes from four-way joystick to eight-way joystick, which is a very interesting thing because if you have a controller or an eight-way or a normal analog stick and you're playing emulation on any of the consoles, any of the the PC, everything, it doesn't play perfectly because it's meant to only have eight-way movement um, or four-way movement. And so being able to do that, it actually restricts your... your, um, your analog, not the analog stick, the joystick from moving, which means it's like near perfect arcade experiences. But I also, where it meets Barry's criteria, I also got the um, trackball slash dial controller extension. And I didn't know this, but it came with a cartridge that has 10 games exclusive to that on it. And when you put the, the card in, it's an SD card, but it's just like Switch cards. You push the card in there, it loads those games up, and they all are compatible with the trackball and the dial. So I get to finally play Arkanoid with a perfect dial and play in it. Um, it, it does feel a little different, but I'm getting used to it because I'm not like an old-school Arkanoid player. I've never really had it, and I never even had, like, I got the Voss controller later for the Famicom version, which was part of part two is the version that I got it with. But um, playing it, it's so good, so smooth. Um, I plug it in, and I can literally play it in my lap, which is awesome. Um, and I think it's compatible with the Astro City Bank that they put underneath it, but that thing is like over $100 now, so I'm not buying another one. Because I have one. I'm not buying a second one. I don't um, blame you. Yeah. But I do really love the little mini arcades. Like I, I'm not a big fan of the one-up arcades because they take up a lot of space, which Barry knows all, ab- all about. Um, but these little mini yeah. ones are good. I don't have a way to display them all like in a little arcade setting yet, but... Pending a reorganization in my game room somewhere, I think I can figure out something cool to do. Because my game room is pretty much Switch at this point in premium stuff. And I have some ideas. But, yeah, the Astro City is is an awesome machine. It's a little on the expensive side, unfortunately. It's a couple hundred bucks, a few hundred bucks. Yeah, it's like four to five hundred, depending on which version you get. Um, I've been told not to get the, the controller, which I did not get the controller. I just got the trackball. But the thing is, is that it comes with all that. It's a fun little thing. I mean, thing is, though, is I paid four or 500 bucks for my Switch kiosk. So, <laughs> like, I get some stuff that's way cooler for the same price. Um, but it is a fun little thing that just came out, and I definitely enjoyed it. And it does barely meet your criteria. I think they're selling it. What website is it? Strictly Limited? Strictly Limited has it up. Yeah, and it's still up there for sale. So apparently they got lots of copies. Plenty, plenty in there. I mean, I I might go for it if there's a sale. Yeah, 
Well, it does meet your criteria, so eventually it has to be for a completionist's sake. But I would wait for if, if there's copies available, wait for a price jump. Otherwise, that stuff's gonna go the way of a lot of the Switch stuff, which is why I would like buy a Rune Factory Five so it doesn't do the Ease Eight and explode in price. And then oh I, yeah, I just don't want to do that. that. That has a really nice steelbook too in the collector's edition for Rune Factory Five. Yeah, I'm not a steelbook collector, but that's awesome. That's fun. Um, yeah, so anything else you've been playing? Uh, the only other game that I've been playing is a game called Conan Chop Chop on the Switch. We played it for a review for Nintendo Fuse. Hmm. And uh, it's, a, it's a pretty much a 2D uh, dungeon crawler uh, twin stick, similar to, to uh, Demon's Tear in a sense, except this year going exploring and randomly uh generated like world in the sense of like like a forest instead of a dungeon and you don't have objectives in the sense of to clear each level you could just explore like zelda but the problem is is the game is pretty much designed for multiplayer and i was playing it single player Ah. so i just kept getting my butt kicked and and there's no like carryover so every time i started i started from scratch and uh it was really disheartening because i was like i i can't really enjoy this game because it's it's designed because if you have multiple players and like everyone dies but one person as long as that one person survives everyone else can get revived so so it's like they just bum rush me and there's no one else to defend me so i just die and i'm like okay it's not as fun but it does you it is conan is in the license for conan the barbarian which is really interesting uh so So i I had a little to the history of crappy conan games like the one for nes then Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and it's like all—it's like chibi drawn style. It looks really weird, and oh, and it could be anybody. Like, it doesn't feel like Conan needs to be there. It's just like, hey, what license can we do to put on this game and maybe sell some copies? Oh, jeez, so cheap cash in. Ugh. <laughs> so, um, one thing is, and I'll I'll save it for the next episode. But I played some new NES games that I've gotten, and they're all like in the same realm kind of with platformers so i'll cover it's a trilogy of games that we'll cover next episode which will be fun nice Um, three fun awesome little nes games but yeah that's that's a lot of games that we covered (laughs) well it's been three weeks let's see what um what i dig into for before the next recording because am i gonna go back to chasm am i gonna play am i gonna get the final fantasy game and then play that who knows like we'll we'll see because in reality like i've been playing stuff that we're testing as well which are great and i want to play those too because Mm -hmm. they're pretty damn good and and both games that we're currently testing concurrently have a a hook to them that i've been enjoying so who knows if i just keep doing that (laughs) yes uh that that's another asset to the this or aspect to this is that we are playing games that we are testing and yeah and a uh, lot of lot of great options and, and possible future games and and we we very much appreciate all the suggestions you guys have been doing in our Discord so please mm-hmm. keep that up but uh, we want to give every game a fair shot and mm-hmm. you know I've been playing the same two games uh, that you have one of them I, I I've just beat I was like oh it just hooked me so much I, I beat it really quickly uh, not that it was quick to beat it was like so much fun. Uh, but I didn't hundred percent it, and the other one I'm slowly working on. But uh, you know, we'll see if those become future series or not. Well, and I will say though that when a game comes off the table, I think we should cover it on a playcast. Um, Absolutely. So I think that the next game we should cover um, is Embers of Miram. 
Oh, yes. We will That's cover Embers of Miram um, for Nintendo Switch that we played. Uh, we will cover that next episode as the game of the episode, just like we covered Skate Master. Um, and we will talk about our experiences with that game. That was a fun one. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, so let's see what conventions we have coming up here. We have a lot of stuff coming up. What what conventions do we have? We have... Uh, you have one down on. there. Um, yeah, yeah, I have one down here. It is in... I want to say it's in like a couple weeks, like maybe three weeks from today. Or not three weeks from today. Maybe, yeah, maybe three weeks it'll be happening. It is called Game Central Station VG Swap and Shop in Athens, Georgia. Um, I will I will 100% be there on the Saturday. I may be there on Sunday as well if there's a lot of people and everybody's there. Um, but I'm definitely going to be there on Saturday. Probably going to bring my daughter with. It'll be April 9th and 10th. April 9th and 10th. Um, so that'll be the next one. And then right after that, and the 29th through the May 1st is Midwest Gaming Classic. Midwest. And if you yep. are there, we are going to be doing a premium panel. A um, lot of members are going to be out there. I think the plane tickets are super expensive, so I don't know, if Barry, if you're coming out. But it's super expensive, no. like like insane, which sucks. You yeah. don't like flying anyway, so you're like, oh, darn. <laughs> I was but, looking forward to going out, yeah. but, you know, it oh is what it is. It was, I can't believe how expensive they are, though. Dude, it, like, almost doubled in price, and we're like, oh, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I, remember, I, I remember when the pandemic started and prices were like 70 bucks just to fly yeah. round trip and now it's $600 like what the heck yeah so those will be our April ones though and now if you're there though the 30th that Saturday we're planning on a big old panel where we're going to play the premium direct early for everybody to see so yes. and then on Either Monday or Tuesday, we are going to, the second or the third, we are going to do our Series 4 Direct. I think we, have, we haven't decided yet, have we, on which day? We haven't we haven't set a, an exact date yet, but we are going to follow suit what we did all the previous times. We're going to do a live premiere, mm-hmm. and we're going to do a Q&A right after that in our Discord. So if you're not a member of the Discord, please join, so you could join with that. And uh, we'll... we'll keep you informed on when that's going to be mm-hmm. and we hope you you know you watch it with us and we uh, will comment, be announcing the um the when series four pre-orders go live it's gonna yes. be we'll it'll be, be premium series. time it'll be premium time for sure we'll be announcing series four titles when they go live yeah. a special special bonus as well as possibly a Series 5 tease, and that's all up to you guys if you leave the note in Anchor. So leave a voice messages so we can play next time. Leave us voice messages in Anchor um, and let us know if you want us to spoil more in Series 4. Say, I want you to spoil more in Series 4. Like, <laughs> that's what you got to say. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a wild time. Our, our slow you know, post-holidays um, are never going to happen again. Which is crazy because it's about to it's about to be go time, Bear. Oh, I can't wait! I'm excited. It's craziness, but um, are we we ready to wrap up? I think it's a good time as any to wrap it up. Right. Where where can they find you? <clears throat> you could find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You could also find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. You could always find me at the Premium Edition Games Discord. So come on down. And uh, you could always also find me at the Premium Edition Games support email. Should you have any issues, I will do my best to assist. What about you, Jeff? 
So you can find me on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley and at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. Um, one thing that we never really mentioned, which I also need to add to our page, is that Wednesdays we do stream on the Twitch. Yes. Old Frank, Stadium mm-hmm. Frank's on Twitch. He's been, he was playing, I think he beat the Necromancer in Cathedral. He's been yes, doing he some did. craziness on there uh, and doing, um, you know, different uh, fan requests. I think he was playing some Mario Maker 2 or, or Mo- Super Mario you or one of those games he was playing last week he's playing a mario game last week which people requested that he played so he's always taking requests always having fun um and absolutely going there show some love to old frank who's you know doing the good deeds for for premium um so thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next time have a good one 